Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Les Talk podcast. Les is in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Super excited to be with you guys again this week. On this episode, we have a BYU USF recap. It's a little bit of a painful recap, but it's a recap. <laughs> we got a college football week four walkthrough and recap. Our top tens. It's going to be a lot of fun. So let's get down to it. Let's bool. Go Tigers. But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go over here! Let's back this booler. Yeah! Let's go wild, Let's man. Go, baby. Let's go. I have the ball. We're at a waterfall, dude. Oh, oh, oh. He put his butt down here. Go, 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 go. Go! 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 Hello, friends. Welcome in. Um, BYU played another game <laughs> over did. the weekend. Yes. And in my mind, it was different than the previous games in that I did not enjoy it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, the score was BYU 35, USF 27, mm-hmm. at home in Provo. Yep. Um, yeah, what were your guys' knee-jerk reactions to that? Oh, man. You see, Dan and I were at the game. We yep. were sitting right next to each other, and I think for probably the entire second half, both of us were just standing there with our like hands on our hips and like a really... like like. I'm judging you. Like, you know that standing position where you're just like, just staring with your hands on your hip and you're like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was Dan and I, I think the entire second half. I mean, that game was a lot closer than it should have been. We won, but I walked away angry. Like my wife will tell you, I was actually upset, like walking away from that game. It was so disappointing to see the defense and the way that they gave up long drives. They didn't just give up touchdowns. They gave up super long drives. It was terrible. If we keep playing like this, we're going to lose against the next good team that we play. Especially now that we're going into hostile environments. You know, it's, it's going to be rough. No more home safety blanket against USU in Ogden. So, you know, we really got to pick it up. I love seeing the offense open up the playbook. Baylor played really well. We threw the deep ball well. Those are good things. But, yeah, we need to improve. Yeah. Um. So... Like Justin said, I was not there. I was at the Arizona State game, which, by the way, Arizona State has the best, like, pregame, like, walkout, like, video and, like, hype thing. Holy crap. I'll show you guys a video. It is insane. It was, like, like, I was getting goosebumps and tearing up, and I'm, like, (laughs) tearing up. Arizona State game I've ever been to. So, it was really good. Um, but so like, I'm checking my phone, you know, constantly on the game cast, you know, every oh, time yeah. there's, you know, we're in downtime at the game and I get all these texts in the first half. I'm like, yes, let's go. Yeah. Finally hitting our stride. And then <laughs> everything just goes silent. For, like the whole <laughs> second half, I'm like, what's going on? And I, you know, check the score and they're just slowly making their way back into it. I mean, I'm glad we hung on and won, but like you said, I wanted to cover the spread. Great right. teams cover, good teams win. But mm-hmm. um, the first half was very encouraging to me. So I think my knee jerk would be somehow both encouraging and disappointing was how I felt. Uh, I felt very disappointed afterwards. But uh, it was interesting to see the offense hit their stride, like you said. So yeah. 
I was really happy with that, but then very disappointed that we kind of let our foot off the gas or, you know, whatever in the second half and kind of let them back into it. Classic. Yeah, I kind of agree. I think watching the game, I was disappointed in our defense. Um, they just looked kind of soft and not as dominant as I was used to. Mm. And for that, I tend to blame Tuiaki. <laughs> because of course. <laughs> I know we have the talent, but... It obviously didn't look like there against a team we should have had no trouble shutting down. Whether that's fair or not to blame him, I don't know. I'm just a fan <laughs> that you know sits in the stadium and watches. I don't know everything that's going on behind the scenes. You're a professional analyst now. You're yeah. You're a podcast host. That makes that's you true. You're literally professional. Thanks yeah. to our generous sponsors, we can Whenever call ourselves it's... professionals. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... Disappointed in the defense. We've got talent. We were missing some guys. So I know we can do better. Uh, I just hope we do. <laughs> and I loved Baylor Romney. He looked yeah. so good in that game. Yes. He looks great. Besides so, a couple of you know throws in the second half, he was on the money every time. Beautiful throws to his brother Gunner. Um, he's just very crisp. And his balls were perfect almost every throw. It was lovely. Yeah, like He's ball right on the money. Yeah, I was rewatching the game later that night, and I was I only watched the first half, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't want to see the second half. <laughs> but Baylor You're looked lucky. really good. Like, is there like a quarterback controversy now? Because I know yeah. it was Yusef, but our offense looked worlds better than it has looked in the other games. Yeah, I think this is a dangerous game to play, and I think I, I can't remember if we discussed this on the podcast or if it was off air, but. Excuse me. My throat just went really dry. Oh. Get the water. Water! Wow. You know, wow. lozenge. I attacked. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Holy. <laughs> Justin's no. dying over here. Excuse me. Okay, you. I think I'm good. Uh, you know, we were talking about it, and uh, we were talking about Ohio State. Right. And, you know, CJ Stroud having to sit out. Yeah, and yeah, you know, yeah. they, they were playing against a very inferior opponent. You have this time where... Jaron Hall probably could have done really well against USF because USF's defense was just bad. Right. And our wide receivers were a step or two faster. Mm-hmm. So we've seen Jaron Hall can hit the deep ball. So I, I don't think it's fair to say that he wouldn't have done that. Um, Baylor's incredible, and I, I think he's been really good. At, you mm-hmm. know, I think it's great that we have two quarterbacks of that caliber in our stable. I will say I was listening to the post-game uh, interview with Baylor, and they asked him, like, like, do you think this will maybe help you get some more playing time in the future? And he basically said that he doesn't think that anybody should lose a job because of injury, which is That's very fair. mature of him to say. Yes. And, you know, mm-hmm. I guess we'll just have to see. Who knows? Maybe Jaron Hall will have to rest up a little bit more, and we'll have to see what what's going on. But for now, Jaron Hall's still my quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. There's. It kind of reminds me, now that you bring up Ohio State, do you guys remember – 20, what was it, 15 Ohio State, where they had Braxton Miller, um, what's his name, 12 Gauge, what was his name, the guy? He was Ohio hilarious. State. Cardale Jones. Oh, Cardale and Jones. JT Barrett. And JT Barrett yeah, got yeah, injured yeah. at the end of 14. You know, Cardale Jones comes in, leads him to the national championship, you know, whatever. And then they had Braxton Miller. Braxton Miller goes to wide receiver slash like H back. But then they had this thing where they like started Cardale Jones that season and he did all right 
for the first couple of games, but they weren't like winning like they used to. Right. And then they, I can't remember if there was an injury or wasn't, but they made the switch eventually to JT Barrett, and JT Barrett just like took off. Yep. Right. So mm-hmm. that that's kind of what comes into my mind. But like you said, that's up to the coaches. They have to you know make the call based on what they see because they know more than just what we saw against an inferior opponent. Like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're know, going back to what Justin said about you know losing a position or a spot because of injury. Um, yeah, I think unless Jaron Hall comes out and you know, lays an egg and loses us a game, I think he'll be starting for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. But I do think that this game might put a little bit of pressure kind of in the back of his mind because yeah. he'll yeah. know that we have someone who can win us games, who yeah. can throw the ball really well. And so he'll he'll probably, hopefully, do a little bit extra to avoid losing his spot right, just because he knows that I there's agree. that good option mm-hmm. behind him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, honestly, like... This is a good problem to have, I think. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. when was the last time we had this sort of confidence in a backup quarterback at BYU? Uh, I know. The last time we had this kind of confidence in a starting quarterback <laughs> yeah. at BYU. True. out last year. Uh, uh, never. Like, Taysom Hill is good running Steve the ball. Young. Really well, yeah, ball. I mean, like, Taysom Hill was great and all, but you never wanted to put all your chips on him because you knew yeah. that once Utah State came up on the schedule that his leg was broken. So yep, like, which we're not even knock true. on wood. We're knock not even going to yeah, channel yeah, absolutely those. Not. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Don't you put that on us. Don't you put that on me. <laughs> I, was say, I did say that I was feeling trap game vibes. Mm. And I said that we were going to win by eight. I got the score wrong, but I said we were going to win by eight, and we ended up winning by eight. Absolutely so the trap game it. vibes came true. I'm just glad that after all of this, because so many ranked teams lost on Saturday. I am so glad that we didn't drop it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I guess that comes into our, like, after letting it stew. Uh, what do you guys think? Justin, just take it. Because you're, you're already talking about um, how BYU avoided the trap game, which other teams did not. Yeah. So the fact that we did not lose a trap game is honestly a little encouraging. You know, this is a game that I think we would have easily lost in the past. But we never let USF get close enough to taking a lead. You know, they did come within one score, but then we didn't give them back the ball the entire rest of the game. You know, we had that long drive, ran out the clock, game was over. So that was trademark of BYU football now. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it was great to see that the offense played well in the first quarter. Baylor was just throwing deep balls left and right, and it was it was incredible to see. We pulled a classic BYU and took our foot off the gas. Mm. We're too respectful to run the score up. <laughs> come on, Kalani. That's Gosh. not. <laughs> we need to run the score up. We need the. I mean, we were on pace to score what twenty one times four, 84, 84 points in a game. Like, <laughs> what, the fact that we didn't is honestly kind of sad. We were missing a lot of guys. We, you know, Dan alluded to that that we had some players hurt on defense, which you know mm-hmm. did make a big difference. But I mean, here's here's my take on this. For the first three games, our defense has absolutely carried us. Yeah, our true. offense has underperformed. We have scored. 27 points is the most that we have scored, you know? So this game, where the offense was performing well, they scored 21 points in the first quarter, the defense (laughs) decided, all right, we've been carrying the first three games. We're going to take a little bit of a break. (laughs) Offense can carry this game. We're good. You guys are not letting us stay on the sideline because you're scoring every 45 seconds. (laughs) We're going to take a break. We're going to do the bare minimum. We'll win. We'll come back next week. And that's what I think is going on. (laughs) 
I I could see that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good point about the defense being on the field so much longer than the offense because our offense was you know so dominant, especially in the first quarter. Yeah, it's remember, not like our offense was bad. You know, yeah, like not being able to stand it. They just scored too fast. They scored yeah. too quickly, and I remember talking to Justin at the game, talking about like how many plays would the next scoring drive be <laughs> like we'd get the ball after a punt and be like okay we'll score in four plays or like six <laughs> plays said, we'll score in eight plays and i think on that drive we scored in three or four yeah so <laughs> it is definitely harder for a defense when you're on the field the whole time and especially usf i think that was part of their strategy to just kind of you know take all the air out of the game and yeah. just slowly march up the field and avoid any huge momentum swings so, yeah, my overlook, I think this should be a, a wake-up call for us. Mm. And I think, I've been thinking about, like, the season so far. I think our schedule was set up really well. Because we had, like, kind of a tune-up game against Arizona, right. who's bad, with, you know, a bunch of fans behind us. <laughs> and then we had two games that, well, when they were scheduled, were going to be, like, really Massive. good games yeah. against good teams at home. Mm-hmm. And then before we go on this road trip, we have one more game against, you know, a significantly lesser team that will give us an opportunity to avoid losing a trap game and just make sure our mindset mm-hmm. is right. Mm-hmm. So I think our schedule has been set up well and hopefully we can learn from that and have all the experience we need to go through the rest of our schedule and, you know, win more games than we would have. Yeah, no. Yeah. Speaking of how bad Arizona is, did you guys see today that Arizona football posted that they're having walk-on tryouts? They're trying to look for fresh talent in the middle of the season. Uh, we should all just oh, drive man. down. They are desperate. <laughs> Driving down. We're ready. Yeah, uh, We'll get to them later, but they actually had a pretty good game against yeah, Oregon. Not terrible. It was a five-point game in the fourth quarter. So. Yeah. Anyway, after letting us do, I'm with Justin. I think... After watching, we're watching the NC State Clemson game again mm. while we're here. It was an insane trap week. Like, mm-hmm. only six ranked teams covered the spread. And there were six yeah. more that straight up lost. And so, yep. that's huge for BYU. You know, they weren't, they didn't cover, of course, but they won. And I'm just kind of glad to get out of there with a the win. Looking back, we had. So many backups in. Not so much on the offensive side, although we did rotate, start rotating offensive linemen towards the end of the game. But we are missing two of our best D-linemen, Mahe and Batty, and we are missing our two best corners, Ellis and Heron, and our best linebacker in Keenan Peely. Well, uh, Peyton Wilgar's pretty good too, but yeah. Keenan Peely led the team in tackles, right? And so he was out. And we moved Chaz to linebacker halfway through the game. That's right. And yeah. started rotating safeties through. Crazy. So we were like, we were getting everybody in, which is good, but it also let USF creep back into the game because we had guys playing out of position, you know, trying to cover for, for injuries. Like we moved some DNs to nose tackle for part of the game. So that I can kind of see why Kalani did that because he kind of pulled it. He said, there are a lot of guys that were on the fence about playing. We just decided not to play them, which ended up working, but it was just made it a little scarier than it had to be. Right. But I I can totally understand that. Um, And as far as injuries back, we should get, or as far as injuries go, we should get almost everyone back. Caleb Christian one. Christensen is highly doubtful for the game. Mm -hmm. Um, But other than that, we're doing pretty well. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. such a Peely too, who's out for the season. Yeah, you mentioned. Yeah. And Peely. Um, and then something that A-Rod mentioned in his post-game press conference, I just want to mention real quick, is that coming out of halftime, they realized that USF just wanted to take the air out of the ball and wanted to slow the game down, go on these massive drives. And A-Rod said that the coaches saw that and adapted to that. And we're like, look, we did the math. If you guys play this game, you guys aren't going to win the game. Mm. So let's just do the same thing. If you guys want to play that ball, we can play that ball too. So they set the defense back and just the bend don't break kind of thing. Right. Just, you know, make them take those long drives. Offense, just control the clock, score. Obviously, and A-Rod, you know, said, hey, on that block field goal, we should have just run the ball. That was my bad. So he called himself mm-hmm. out on that. But it kind of changed my changed my perspective about the second half in the reason why we weren't so explosive because BYU realized, look, they can't win the game if they do that, so let's just let them do it because we've already won the game. Mm-hmm. So after letting it stew, I feel a lot better about it, kind of like Danny said. like there was, It was a good wake-up call. It was a great way to give us... Not a, you know, not a ton of momentum, but a ton of uh, experience and confidence going into the Utah State game. Yeah, sure. And another note on that kick, uh, Kalani Satake came out and said after the game too that as we know, Jake Oldroyd did not kick that. Oh, okay. Um, Jake Oldroyd was out for the game. Oh, okay. so it was the backup kicker, mm-hmm. and Kalani said that the kick was just kicked too low. So that okay. will come with experience with our, you know, with our backup kickers and everything. They need to kick the ball a little bit higher in situations like that where, you know, the ball only needs to travel 20 yards. Right. But, you know, so that happened. And, you know, wasn't terrible because, you know, while we would have liked to have had that field goal, and you want to know why I would have really liked to? Dan and I, the whole time, we were playing <laughs> bingo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> BYU bingo on the BYU game day app. Oh, yeah. I had, like, how many? There's, like, 25 squares on the yeah. bingo. I had, like... 20 of them or like 19 of them lit up and I didn't get a bingo on a single one of them. All I needed, and this would have been for triple bingo. All I needed for triple bingo was BYU makes a field goal. It's a, like a 20 yard field goal. I'm sitting back in my chair saying, I'm going to get bingo. And then it gets blocked. Are you kidding me? I was so Man. mad. I really, really wish I could have that. That, that kicker could have that one back so that yeah, I could I get know. bingo, man. I would have been Man. so hyped. <laughs> It would have been nice to have. Oh, man. I think that's the one you needed too, right, Dan? Yeah, definitely. I was hurting without that, <laughs> that field goal that field on my bingo beat. board. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> And man. get this, get this. So BYU beat Arizona by 8, Utah by 9, Arizona State by 10. If they would have kicked a field goal, we would have beat USF by 11. Dang it. Ah, that would have been awesome. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> it's like Stanford Steve on the bad beach. Kicker. <laughs> 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 oh boy! And before we move on from the BYU South Florida game, uh, you know we would be amiss if we did not bring up the comments made by USF's football coach about the sound level in mm-hmm. Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Yes, which you guys were there. I saw that it was ninety-five percent full. Over sixty thousand people were there. What did you guys see? Like, what was your guys' thought about the crowd, the Navy, everything? Uh, I thought it was surprisingly good. Yeah? I mean, kind of going into the game, I was not thinking of it as a very important game. Right. But it was nice to see that even though it wasn't like a huge game against a ranked team with significant, you know, season effects or like Mm -hmm. ranking aspirations, it was nice to see that BYU was at a point where they will have a bunch of fans come no matter who they're playing. 
which I think is great for the program. And in multiple mm-hmm. episodes, we've talked about BYU football as a brand. Mm-hmm. And I think this is yet another indicator that they're on the come up as a brand and that you know, the fans are sort of reigniting their passion for the team. And especially, it's especially evident when you're playing like a bad team and you still right. almost sell out your stadium. Just listen to you, Dan, give me chills. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. that's just awesome. It's exciting for BYU football. Yeah. yeah, and the student section didn't fill up as quickly, but it did fill up. Okay. Yeah, so, it, I mean, we're did. happy about that. Another interesting nugget, I don't know if you saw this, like like looking at the broadcast, Yeah. but Donovan Mitchell and a few oh, other yeah. jazz players yes. actually showed up to we the game. We got to talk about that. And <laughs> Donovan Mitchell said that he brought them to the game so that... They, so that the new players on the Jazz could see what Utah fans are like. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's interesting? You know who else had a home game? The University of Utah. But which game did they choose to attend? Ooh, that's right. The BYU because they know that BYU has the rowdiest that's fans. That's right. And Kid, that's actually you know, awesome. <laughs> it's amazing. And Jeff Scott, USF's head coach, said just as much. You know, in his post-game interview, he These said... These are direct quotes. And I quote... I've been in just about every ACC and SEC stadium in the country, and this is one of the most incredible I've ever been in. Talking about LES, Lavelle yep. Stadium. He says, I don't care. LSU, Clemson, it don't get louder than it was right down there on that goal line on that fourth and one. Ooh. <laughs> so high praise from USF's head coach. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Is Utah Valley the next Death Valley? Ooh. <laughs> from Happy Valley to Death Valley. <laughs> It, that honestly makes me so happy that so many people showed up. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I'm just like, I'm thinking about next week, or you know, like a week and a half. Boise State, oh yeah, all navy uniforms. We Ooh, suspect baby. 130 kick, so you get like, you know, more people there because they won't be like, oh, it's too late. Yeah, <laughs> True. Kids to bed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and maybe it's on ABC. We don't know yet. Ooh. It's possible. Ooh. So. I'm just excited that BYU is like kind of back on the map as far as attendance goes. Yeah, so that's, that's just are. awesome. I think last season really helped people kind of rediscover their love for the team. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm so that just makes me so happy. <sighs> Even though it was Navy, and I blame part of the bad play on the Navy uniforms. It's glad yeah, the crowd yeah, fair out. enough. Can't avoid we're wearing, it. We're wearing royal against Utah State, though. Okay. All Good. white with royal trim. If I'm not no. Okay. Something like that, yeah. Something. I think uh, on I their exactly on their promo, it was. it was like white. We're looking it up right now because yeah. they usually release like a picture from the BYU equipment mm-hmm. things. Um, let's see here. Yeah. Okay. White jerseys, uh, royal blue pants. Okay. Okay. And then the just the white helmet, right? Yeah, white, white helmet, helmet. With the royal trim and everything. Okay. It's Which white and royal. We love it. Yeah, that's good. I kind of want to see classic. the royal helmets a little more. <laughs> we're we're getting there. We're getting there. It's it's a classic look. Yeah, and Utah State's doing their blackout. Oh, they oh. Are. yeah, all black unis. Do you remember when we used to do our blackout against them always, and we hated those uniforms because yeah. they were bad luck for us. Bad luck. Let's knock on wood again. We don't want to channel those vibes. <laughs> no blackout vibes. But the blackout last time we played at Utah State, Jaron Hall. Was a starting quarterback, and they wore their blackout jerseys, and BYU won by like thirty. So. Yeah, we won like forty-one oh. nineteen or something like that. So let's Sick. channel those vibes. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Any more thoughts about BYU USF? Like what it means going forward for the season? Do you guys have any 
specific takes about it? Uh, like regarding that game, no. I think I've said my piece. Yeah, I, I think we've talked about most of what we have to say. Yeah, I'm glad we got the uh, the white navy white uniforms out of the way. Yeah. I want to see the rest of the season. True. So. <laughs> yeah. Are they saving those jerseys? Do they know that those jerseys are bad luck? And are they saving them for the likes of USF, Georgia Southern, Idaho State? Idaho State? Yeah. Mm. Do they save those jerseys for those occasions? Let's hope so now. Because mm. now we consider those throwback uniforms. Right. Right. Good. So uh, <laughs> let's hope so. I mean, let's see. Let's see. Against each team. See if I can find the post. Okay. Idaho State, we're wearing Navy. Okay. Okay. So maybe they're just... They probably do know that it's bad luck and yeah. they just have us wear Navy against the worst teams. The worst yeah. teams, yeah. That's good. I like that. We good job, something. BYU Equipment. We're on to you, BYU Equipment. <laughs> Shout out Billy Nixon, the guy that always posts the, the goat. Uh, stuff. Is he the guy that drives the truck, too? Ooh, maybe he I is. remember when we played Coastal Carolina, the, he was yeah, like big a celebrity. Because yeah. <laughs> he made that cross-country drive in like two days. That was insane. Let's see, who was that? Uh, Hal Morrill and Philly Taufa. Oh, ah, okay. those are the truck drivers. Yeah, those are the truck drivers. Right. Shout out those guys. I love them. <laughs> All right. Um, should we get into our college football week four recap? Absolutely. Let's do it. Do we have any ads this week? Um, I don't think we do. This episode is brought to you by Let's Talk again. Oh, yeah. Give them a listen. Yeah, give Let's Talk a listen. Follow them on Instagram. Highly recommend it. This episode is brought to you by the BYU Library Printers, which allowed us to print off <coughs> some flyers. Okay. Okay. Harold B. Lee. This namesake podcast is also brought to you by Danny's hair. Ooh, yeah. looking especially fantastic. <laughs> oh, yes. I thank you, thank you. <laughs> okay, moving on. All right, <laughs> <laughs> good ads. All right, this weekend in college football was insane, dude. What a weekend! Oh my gosh, it was great. Okay, first before we get into like our big like recap. If you are not watching college football on Thursday and Friday nights, you are missing <laughs> you are, out. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's true. The Thursday night game was incredible. It was insane. Marshall App State. That game was so good. It was insane. Man. It was just so back and forth at the end. I don't even know what happened. And they had that like fake reverse yeah. kick return. Oh and my. Oh, it was oh. a thing of beauty. It was gorgeous. And then you get to Friday and you get Charlotte at, or Middle Tennessee at Charlotte, which. All time uniform matchup. One team was wearing oh, white. Baby. One team was wearing like cream. <laughs> you had no idea who was who. Nasty. <laughs> that game, 42 39. Like, can't you, get any what, better. What that. more do you want? What's mm-hmm. better than G5 football? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing's better than G5 football. Oh, man. If you get the bottom 50 teams in the league to play, <laughs> the top 50 teams in the league to play, the bottom 50 team games will be so much closer, so much more competitive, so much more crazy things will happen. It'll be amazing. Like, if you ask somebody at the beginning of the season, would you rather watch Georgia Clemson or Middle Tennessee Charlotte? Everyone's going to say Georgia Clemson, yet everyone fell asleep during that game, and everybody's going nuts during this game. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the truth. It's and true. then Fresno State, UNLV, 
I was up until like 11.45 watching that game. <laughs> I could not get my eyes off of it. It was insane. Fresno State was like losing, you know, their ranked top 25. Yeah. They were losing most of the game and then stormed back one by Came eight. Came right back. Crazy. <sighs> okay, sorry. I just had to get that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> so let's talk about a little bit our picks. Okay. Mm. How our picks went. Let's start with the upset picks. Because we know so far, we have not done very well on the upset picks. But one of them finally hit. Yes. So Hallelujah. It was an outright win. But Western Kentucky, who I predicted, covered the spread against Indiana. Only lost by two. The spread was nine. It's our first hit. So I get one point. Yes. I am leading the, I'm leading the podcast on the season with one point. <laughs> One to zero. <laughs> One to zero to zero. <laughs> Amazing. That was awesome. Yeah. Impressive um, performance. I have a gripe about that. Okay. Kansas. Okay. 16 point dogs. Okay. I'm like trying to watch all the good games, and then I got Kansas Duke like on my phone, and I'm just sticking <laughs> on that one. Up by Kansas three at half. Okay. Man. I'm like, dude, I just wanted them to cover. I think they could win this game. Then Duke proceeds to fadoodle them in the second half. <laughs> Straight up fadoodle them. 31 to 9 in the second half. Oh. And I now have a problem with uh, Duke because, okay, well, we always like people running up the score. Yeah. But Duke screwed me on this. This is a bad beat. <laughs> Kansas is only losing by 12. And I'm like, okay, just, you know, play dumb ball, chew the clock, punt, you know, just play. You already won the game. And freaking Kansas allows Duke to have a cover score of five minutes left. Oh, I was no. so mad. It uh, that yeah. is especially sad considering that it was Duke that did it. <laughs> Not known for their football program, basketball school. <laughs> Definitely yeah. a basketball school. Uh, Coach K University. Yeah. yeah, tough look for Kansas in that second half. Extremely rough. So yeah, good thing that. Nobody bets based on our uh, upset picks. Yeah. yeah. I hope if you're betting based on our upset picks, then I don't know what you're doing with your life. <laughs> you, <gotta lie. laughs> you. you were probably so desperate <laughs> at that point. First of all, thank you for listening. Yeah. And thank you for like taking us seriously. But don't take us seriously. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do that. Oh, man. Yeah. If you haven't learned that by now, hopefully now you know. <laughs> Uh, as far as our total picks are concerned, we're actually doing all right on the season. Yeah, yeah true. This week, we had a, another win from Justin. Heck yeah. Let's go. Seven and three. Yeah, that's two and one the week. Dan, six and four. Solid. Respectable. I uh, went a rough five and five. Ooh. Hey, so far this season, though, none of us three have gone below 500. That's true. That's true. pretty impressive. Yeah. So you're part you should trust pick, us. I, mm, mm? I'm just saying. This is us telling you to take us seriously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Eli went four and six. He's now uh, third place out of out three. Of three guests. <laughs> of the year. Sorry, Eli. Bringing but, uh, up the rear. Yes. Anyway, uh, so we have a close race now. Yeah. yeah you over know, the season. Gripe. Oh, we, oh, we have a gripe. Gripe alert. I have now won the picks two weeks in a row. <laughs> And I'm still tied for last place. <laughs> Granted, that tie for last place is me and Danny at 18 and 12. Jared's in first place, 19 and 11. So it's just a one-game difference. Yeah, it's we're really all within close. one game. So it's anybody's 
It's anybody's pick season. It's anybody's pick. Um, I have a gripe okay. for Justin. Uh-oh. <laughs> what? what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Because I had written on my picks LSU because Mississippi State, the Bulldogs, lost to the Tigers the week before. Mm-hmm. And so I came in and I was like, Bulldogs obviously can't knock off the Tigers. And then Justin comes in here saying, <laughs> well, what if the Bulldogs learned his lesson? And then Eli jumps in and is like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I switched my pick last second, and it cost me dearly. Dearly. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, don't fall for peer pressure, kids. Yeah, just say no. <laughs> or you'll end up like Jared. <laughs> yes. Could have had a two-point lead. Now I only have a one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Alrighty, should we get to our uh, top fifteen fastest fifteen Ooh, of the week? Yeah, yeah. Now we're gonna recap fifteen games Weekly that happened this recap. week. <clears throat> it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> Who's starting this time around? Uh, nose goes. Oh, oh Justin. Okay. <laughs> I'm starting. I'm home. Home. Dum dum dum. Okay, okay. How is everyone feeling today? Feeling so good. Fine and dandy. We love to hear it. Now let's talk a little bit about a game. Notre Dame Ooh, went up against nice Wisconsin. Come. Wisconsin ranked below them, somehow favored. What? Wisconsin what? laid a freaking egg, man. <laughs> With a whole lot of pine cone and jumps around. The Badgers lifeless bodies <laughs> in the fourth quarter. Basically, Notre Dame just absolutely trounced the Wisconsin team. Uh... Yeah, Wisconsin's quarterback, Mertz. He sucks. Booty. Notre Dame Rubbish. wins 41-13. Fraud alert. Fraud alert. <laughs> the Bulldogs have not learned their lesson. Ooh. And again, we're the meal of hungry tigers as Coach O and LSU got revenge on Mike Leach and Mississippi State 28-25. Now that's a bad beat for you, Jared. Bad, bad beat. Suck, Justin. <laughs> Folks, turns out that rowing the boat on a bowling green does not work. Who would have thunk? Huh? The weird orange and brown birds gobble up the golden gophers, 14 to 10, covering a 35-point spread. Holy jeepers! Still mad we only won by eight? Worst things can happen, as shown by this game. Truly. Good point, boom. Now let's talk about Southern Methodist University. They wish they could plant flags like they play football after a 42-34 victory over in-state and technically no longer religious rival, Texas, I mean, TCU, the Horned Frogs. Ooh, speaking of Texas, Texas ran their horns up, Texas Tex, oh, beep, and doubled up their in-state rival 70-35. to you, Sam Ellinger again. Texas, we're back. They may not be back, but they can actually play football now. Wow. What? Spirit gets away again. The Aggies are unable to control the Broncos and lose their statehood to Boise. 27-3. Does Boise now deserve statehood? Maybe they can pull Singapore and be a city state. Mm, Only time can tell. Compromise. <laughs> I'd love to hear that. <laughs> oh, we got some beeps. Beep, what? Beep, 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 intruder beep, beep. alert. We have an intruder. Intruder alert. <laughs> Hi, how's it going? Hi. McKinley yeah. just yeah. walked in. 
our favorite McKinley. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Back to our regular scheduled program. <laughs> we got Wolfpack Chewy. Chewy. Number 16, Arkansas slaps Texas A&M across the face with our 20 to 10 victory. Yikes. Can you believe that? Putting Jimbo back in limbo. Ooh, How the limbo. Low, low, low can you go, Jimbo? <laughs> losing, losing all those games. With a visit from Alabama looming on the horizon? Oh no, what does Texas A&M have in store? Mm, still gonna whoop him, Jimbo? Don't think so. Loser. The most overrated team in the nation, the Cyclones, or should we say minor dust devils of, of Iowa State, hmm? get bested by a bunch of grimesy mustard cakes, 31 to 29. Oh, <laughs> down that was some what mustard you did there. on my television screen. I mustard heard my bottles eyes. of legs. Lots of yellow. <laughs> Folks, Clem sucks. NC State defeats the Suckos 27-21 in a dramatic double overtime thriller. Goodness golly. Can't wait to hear more of Dabo's whining <laughs> this season. <laughs> That's terrible. As Clemson now shudders at the thought of playing more mediocre ACC teams. Now, get this. Did you see that video of Dabo Sweeney sprinting down the field? Sure did. Dabo Sweeney sprinting down to another L. Ooh. Suck on that one, Dabo. Now, let's talk about the best group of five team in the nation. The Roadrunners. Down 21-0 after the first quarter. I was feeling having a heart attack or something. But then UTSA said, no way. Jose leading a massive comeback to win on a last second. 42-yard field goal to beat Memphis 31-28. to The Roadrunners are a wagon. Poor Butkers. Oh, man. Butkers put up one heck of a fight against that team up north in the big house, but inevitably fell back in a rut as their Girls. inner Adrian Martinez. They channeled their inner Adrian Martinez. <laughs> what? <laughs> <You> got L- <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. We got Porky Pig over here. <laughs> they fumbled the game away like Adrian Martinez. Blah, blah, blah. Speaking of Adrian Martinez, is Nebraska as bad as we think? Mm-hmm. Or is Good Michigan question. State a fraud? Uh, please no. F word. Sparty outshucks the Huskers 23-20 in yet another overtime game. There's lots of overtime games. Now let's talk about this. I was sitting on my couch singing, Country Roads, take, take me, me home, home to what? the place <laughs> I belong. West Virginia, but then I actually got home and found out I was homeless because West Virginia really <laughs> dropped the ball on this one, disappointing the nation, losing to Oklahoma 16-13 to oh. as fans chanted to bench Spencer Rattler, huh? who is no longer the Heisman favorite. Was he overrated? Is he a fraud? The answer is an emphatic yes. yes. Didn't we call that boom? I believe we did. UNC's defense got streaked worse than the shorts of a five-year-old with diarrhea. Georgia wow. Tech the heck out of UNC 45-22. It's a kid's podcast. <laughs> what? UNC is now suing Iowa State for the fraud of the year title. Oh, baby. Ooh, contention in the fraud department. <laughs> and bringing up the rear, the Beavers chump a hole in the Trojan horse and beat USC 45-27. Wow. Cue the chains. Now I'm going to be honest. That's a pretty cool turnover celebration. I oh, definitely agree. baby. <clears throat> and that's the 15 games of the week. I mean, some water. That yeah, was, that was water the week too. of college it feels football. Even more scratchy. Uh, 
Mm. <sighs> gracious. All right. Well, it was a very exciting week of college football. Sure was. We had lots of upsets. Yeah. Notably Clemson. Yeah, Clemson Which sucks. Not not even an upset in my book. Clemson never deserved to be ranked. Dan said they're not making the playoff. Dan Two losses. Shout out to Dan. Yeah. I saw this coming from a mile away, folks. <laughs> Got a question for you though. Let's say BYU yes, goes undefeated. Okay. Cincinnati goes undefeated. Okay. Mm. Now we have Clemson, who went two and two to start, but wins eight games straight. Oh, no. Wins the ACC oh, championship. Oh, no. Oh, win the ACC. Number one, let's say Alabama. Okay. Number two, undefeated. Oregon. Number yeah, three, undefeated. a one-loss Georgia team, maybe that lost to Alabama in the national championship. And sorry, in, in the, the SEC, SEC championship. But they're yeah, still yeah, yeah. Game. a really close game. So top three are covered. That number Top's four spot. Three. Who gets it? An undefeated BYU, an undefeated Cincinnati, or a two-loss Clemson team? And no one else is in the picture. <clears throat> no one else is in the picture. Just these three teams. And remember, it's not who you think should get in. It's who the college <laughs> playoff committee will put That's in. That's a fair point. Dan? Hmm. My first reaction is to say Cincinnati. Okay. I think they have the potential for a better resume with their schedule. Notre Dame, Indiana. They got Notre Dame. Post conference championship. Mm, yeah, Indiana sucks though. But Notre Dame. Um. Yeah, Notre Dame game will be big for them. I think BYU. Um. I don't know. They'll have to be super convincing with all their wins if they want a chance. Mm. And you know, Utah isn't helping us with the way they're playing. USC um, isn't either. USC yeah, isn't last either. Year that was supposed to be huge for us. Baylor, on the other hand, mm. they're looking better every week. Mm-hmm. That might be one of our best wins at the end College of the season. Game, they might go to that game. Yeah, that would be great. So you think Cincinnati? So I would say Cincinnati. I don't. I think Clemson. The ship has sailed for them. I hope, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if they put them in there just because that's what they do. Yep, I'm riding with Clemson just because I know how the CFP thinks. Yep, it's made up of like. 10 Power 5 guys and one G5 guy. And they mm. just bully the heck out of them. Yep. They make them take the trash out. They don't let them vote. You know, wow. He makes the coffee. They give them wedgies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, what, that's what he does in those meetings. Yes. <laughs> He's, he sends out the Zoom link and makes it, and like, <laughs> yeah. just coffee to everyone. He yep. goes to the next slide whenever they tell him to. Yeah. <laughs> and every time he starts to talk, everybody's like, ah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> So I'm going with Clemson. Yeah, honestly, I my opinion on this is that's fair. BYU could beat Clemson head to head, and Clemson would still get it. <laughs> yep, hundred percent agree. I think if it were just between Cincinnati and BYU, Cincinnati would get the leg up because of a conference championship game. Yep, mm-hmm. I think that's the reason. Yep. Uh, something else interesting that Matt Berry and Paul Feinbaum, who you guys ever get the chance to listen to Paul Feinbaum? It's hilarious. He's, He's an dude. interesting guy. Yeah. Passionate. And he is very much embedded in the SEC. Yeah. <laughs> like, he is so biased. It's ridiculous. Anyway, he had a good point, though. The, N- the NIL front runners, who were they? Spencer Rattler, Derek King, Kayvon and Bo Nix, right? They were the NIL front runners, like midnight on NIL Monday or whatever the heck it was they call it. They all suck now, dude. Yeah. What mm-hmm. is it? Is it good into their heads? Is, their is heart this somewhere else? Yeah. Ooh. What do you guys think? It's a good point. I think the football gods are punishing them <laughs> <laughs> for their their rebellion. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, like Justin said, they're just kind of doing it for the wrong reasons. Okay. They aren't exactly focused on the game or you know developing themselves for the future. They're more focused on getting money now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, that's an interesting thing that you bring up. Yeah, you know, I... Mm. I don't, do they have less time to focus on football? Because honestly, I don't. I don't think so. Like NFL guys do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is just gonna be a weird year because this is the first year of the NIL. Right. Kids are gonna have to get used to it. So maybe it is. I don't. I don't think the two are necessarily. You know, correlation like, doesn't mean causation. Right. You know? Right. 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 There that, you that go. Kind of thing. I think what you say is right. I think right now it's only a correlation. But it's not a causation. But what Danny is saying, I think, has a lot of value, too. I think it could lead to causation, but we don't have enough info yet, right? right yeah. Because Spencer Rattler, like, I was calling him a fraud yeah, since he was overrated from last year, right? Yeah. Bo Nix. We all hated Bo Nix. Right? <laughs> He's what? What <laughs> you know? has he done? Derek King. I, plays for Miami. Yeah, Miami exactly. Sucks. Miami is terrible. And then <laughs> Kayvon Thibodeau. Supposed to be a, this amazing prospect, he's not actually that good, right? Like his the defense is better with him, but it's not like he's a Chase Young, right? Yeah. Or Nick yeah, Joey Bosa. True. His so, mind isn't right anyway. He didn't call his cryptocurrency Thibodeau dollars. Exactly. We you already know his mind. How could you right trust place. a guy like that? Maybe he's suffering from a concussion. Uh, mm? Mm? Secret cuss. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Injury speculation. <laughs> anyway, something to keep your eye on, right? Something that I like the BYU's done. All of the big NIL deals from BYU have been about the team, yeah, right? Group built bar, the squeaky streets, or whatever it was. It's all been about the team. And if I heard on Jaron Hall's post after the Arizona State game, he said, you know, shout out to everybody and somebody sponsor my old lineman, right? So it's not about him. Even though he has, like, you know, his deals with the places, it's not about him. He's trying to make mm-hmm. it about his old line. So yeah. I think that's a good sign for us if this does turn out to be like all the NIL deals are getting the kids' heads. I think it's a good sign for us. Yeah. yeah. I completely agree. Respectable. All right. So moving on, let's talk a little bit about the AP Top 25, do a little run-through. Uh, BYU moved up. No, we weren't expecting it. Somehow. Really. We moved up to 13. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Clemson, somehow, some way, is <sighs> still ranked at 2-2 two and two with a loss to NC State. Ridiculous. They threw them at 25 it. just so that they could still stay ranked. I can't believe <laughs> yeah. it, man. These, the AP voting this? system is just, it's a joke. It really is. Except for when they're moving up BYU, then it's like absolutely like correct. But <laughs> Every <yeah>. time. <laughs> Clemson should not be on this list. Yeah, I 100% agree. So BYU was 15 last week. And Clemson dropped 16 spots to 25. I think they're lucky. You know, they're hanging on by a thread there at 25. Yeah. And Texas A&M dropped eight spots. So now BYU yeah. passed them, moved up two spots. So thank them for being <laughs> overrated and losing. Thank you, Jimbo. Games. Thank mm-hmm. both of you. Yeah, thank you very we much. We appreciate you as a podcast. We also your appreciate efforts. Dabble, Dabble, S-Wine-y. Dabble, Swine. Dabble, Swine. <laughs> Um, what are you guys? Does anything stick out to you from this poll? Um, Baylor, Baylor, I think yeah. jumps out. Yeah, twenty-one now. Yep, which is good news for us. It's good. Uh, we're ranked ahead of Michigan still, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just knocking on the door of Ole Miss and Ohio State, which um, very interesting. Arkansas is in the top ten now. 
Which yeah. I think is yeah. very deserved. Made a I big think jump. Deserved. I don't think their win over Texas <laughs> A&M is as important as people think that it is, but I think it's more about the optics of that win, yeah. right? No, they yeah. did they're, really well. They're better, yeah. Something that really stands out to me is Auburn still being ranked. Because if you were watching that game, Auburn had to bench Bo Nix because he was sucking so bad. Yeah. And scored on a last second like drive with like 20 seconds left to take the lead over Georgia State. Mm-hmm. Georgia State. Georgia State. Wow. Georgia State. So I don't think they deserve to be ranked. They NC actually, State yeah, is not Auburn ranked. moved up a spot. Yeah. Somehow. How? <laughs> From 23 to 22. Yeah. Hey, they didn't lose a trap game. That does not make sense. <laughs> yeah. Fresno State. You know, after squeaking out a win, moved up to 18. So, I think yeah, okay it's President State moving up. This is classic AP voter, right? Yeah. Wake up in the morning and you just check the box score of all the games and then submit your vote based on what you see. You don't actually watch the games, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm excited for Arkansas, though. Yeah. They got two fancy weeks coming up ahead. Fancy. This Saturday, you know who they play? Who we got? They got Georgia at Georgia, Georgia. right? Ooh. Mm-hmm. That's a And tough then matchup. you know who they play after that? Who? Ole Miss. Dude. Back to back. Arkansas. Georgia and Ole weeks. Miss. Yeah, so it's going to be a lot of fun watching Arkansas play these games. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, um, I think that'll prove that. That's going to be Ole Miss, too. <clears throat> Holy crap. Well, that's going to be a tough game games. for Arkansas and for Georgia because mm-hmm. Georgia hasn't played anybody yet. I've been saying that for a while, but now we really know because Clemson is really bad, right? So that'll be a proven game to see if Georgia actually is all that. Should we get to our top tens now? Let's get to it. Alrighty. Let's get start? it. Nose goes. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Lost by a hair. <laughs> it was very very, close. very long hair. <laughs> so this is like sideways, not yeah, like not, yeah. standing up. It was <laughs> I'm calling an audible. Oh, oh I had Georgia one, but it's got to be Bama. Okay. Okay. Georgia did look really good this week, though. They won mm. sixty-two to zero. Sixty-two. Was it a little they more killed. than that? Yeah, they killed. It was sixty-two to zero. Wow. Yikes. Seven points off. Um. Yeah. So <laughs> they they looked good. And that's obviously very impressive to beat a football team 62-0. And have more points than the other team had yards at the end of the game. Yeah, true. Yeah. That was another crazy stat. <laughs> so they were dominant in that game, but it was against Pancake team. Mm-hmm. And their Clemson win is not looking as good as weeks go by. No. So that's why I'm going with Bama. Okay. I think they're the number one team in the country. They beat Florida, who's looking good. Yeah. Um, then I got Oregon, too. Okay. They've got a very, very nice resume. They're piecing resume. together. Georgia, three. Still very good. Mm-hmm. Then Penn State, another uh, first Big Ten team Okay. in the poll. Um, do you think the Big Ten is theirs to lose? What are you guys' thoughts? Iowa? Uh, Penn Pen- State. Oh, sorry, Penn State. Yeah. My bad. Um, I don't, I don't think I know enough about the Big Ten yet. Yeah. yeah. Because it's true. It's still early. Iowa had that conference weaker against Colorado State, which maybe they're looking ahead. I don't know. I think Penn State is definitely looking like, <clears throat> you know, top of the 
Big Ten, but I don't know if I'd call it theirs to lose yet. Yeah, that's fair. Keep an eye on Penn State, though. Mm-hmm. We'll see how the Big Ten shapes out. Could be interesting this season. Yes. Number five, I've got Cincinnati. The land of the chili. Um, okay. Nice group of five team. I want them to be good. Mm-hmm. And they've got a huge matchup this weekend at Notre Dame. Yeah. So Notre tell Dame. us a lot about both teams. Yeah. It's going to be a good game. Um, I've got them at five. We'll see if they can prove themselves this weekend. Okay. Then I have Florida. They okay. are solid. They almost beat Bama. They've won all their other three games. Very convincing. Pretty well. Um, they're a good team. Okay. Then I got Ole Miss. Of course. The offensive powerhouse. Always fun to watch. Um, Matt Corral keeps <laughs> he's throwing a for hundreds of yards. He's a and <laughs> he, his baller is really good. Might be the Heisman front runner. Yeah. Then I've got Michigan. Ew. Um, they're looking good. They're looking pretty good. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to see Ohio State Michigan this year. Me too. Actually. We'll yeah. see what it'll happens. It's actually going to be more competitive. It'll <laughs> it'll actually be a game. <laughs> they yeah they're looking good. I've got them at eight. Then number nine, I have the power of the Wasatch. Ooh. The Cougar Marching Bands football team. Cougars. BYU, number nine. Okay. I think, I mean, looking back, we talked about the game already a lot. I think if they wanted to, they could have won by a lot more points. Yeah. And especially if they played all their players and, you know, tried more to win. <laughs> tried more. <laughs> <laughs> not that they didn't try, but they just kind of had a different strategy. They were yeah. focused on the win, not by the margin of victory. Right. So I think they're still pretty talented, but the next few weeks will tell us a lot about them. Mm-hmm. And number 10, Baylor. Oh, Baylor. The they Bears. are red hot. Yeah. Our uh, opponent in a few weeks and future conference foe and team led by Jeff Grimes. Yes. They are getting a lot of momentum in their last few weeks. So keep an eye on them going forward. Alrighty. Uh, so for me, I just... I could not put together a top 10 for the life of me because it was so hard because no team has looked like number one. Yeah. No team mm-hmm. has looked, you know? You're so right. I kind of divided mine into a couple tiers, right? So one, two, three, I have Oregon, Alabama, Georgia. I don't yeah. know if I'd put them in that order because Oregon <coughs> didn't look really good on Saturday Arizona, against Arizona. Yeah, like Arizona. they they really shabooled the bed. <laughs> it was a what, third exactly. game at halftime. Yeah, and it was a five point game in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So and if it weren't for like a pick in the end zone, Arizona would have taken the lead with ten minutes left. Man, so I only throw them in there because of their resume. They okay. have the best yeah. win in the country. Fresno State, and then the second best win in the country out of at Ohio State. Oh yeah, Alabama has been super convincing, at least by Alabama standards. That's and then Georgia true. just hasn't been tested. So yeah. I put those in tier one, one yeah. to three. Clemson not a test. Yes, not at not all. anymore. Four and five, I'd probably have to go with Ole Miss and Arkansas. Okay, because Ooh. if they're doing their thing, nobody can stop them. But they have yet to truly be tested. I'd say Arkansas might be one step ahead just because they beat Texas, who's turning out to actually be probably a good team. But those have four and five. And then basically six through ten, 
I just got Team Up North, Ichigan, Penn State, Iowa, Florida, and BYU. Yeehaw. BYU's in your top 10. BYU. It's the first time they cracked it. Yes. It's because I refuse to put Notre Dame in my top 10. So, but all these teams, I think, fall under the same blanket of they've been playing good football. They've been winning important games, but they have yet to truly be tested. Mm-hmm. And I put Florida in that conversation just because they lost to Alabama. If they had beaten Alabama, obviously, they'd be way higher. Yeah. But that's what I'm doing just my, you know, tier A, B, and C. BYU is probably in that C one, but I need to see more from those C teams to really, you know, give them the credit. And I know my dad is probably going to kill me because I have, what, five SEC teams Uh-oh. in the top ten, but it'll all work itself out in the end. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I have five SEC teams in my top ten, so. <laughs> yep. You know, as much as we say SEC bias, SEC <clears throat> is one of the strongest conferences in the nation. Yes. Now, it's not as deep as we say, but like the top five are really, really good. Right. Yeah. Right. So I've got Georgia at my number one. I just think they've looked the most impressive so far. And now that they're getting Pickens back, mm. uh, they're getting Pickens back coming off his ACL injury. Slim Pickens. Mm-hmm. They're getting a couple other wide receivers back. Uh, JC Daniels is going to have weapons to throw to. Kirby Smart think, looks like he's opening up the playbook a little more, too. I think Georgia's looking really good. Alabama at number two. Oregon, number three. Penn State at number four. Okay. Uh, Penn State's sneaking into that number four spot. Yeah, at yeah. number five, after this week, I have Arkansas. I think okay. Arkansas's playing really well. Arkansas. But these next couple weeks will tell us what type of team Arkansas Big really is. Games. Yep. Number six, Florida, because I'm still really impressed by the way that they played against Alabama. Number seven, Cincinnati. Eight, Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Move them down a little bit, but you know we'll see what they're made of in the next. Couple they weeks. have their chance to prove themselves this week against yes, Alabama. Against Alabama. <laughs> sure do. Number nine, I have BYU. Of course, they've Go moved Cougs. down in my poll <laughs> because of their defensive performance. <laughs> Number ten, I have that team up north, Michigan, <clears throat> who I think is actually playing really good football right now. Yes, agreed. Well, I mean, there's our takes. We want to hear what you guys have to think. We're posting a lot on social media. Please hit us up, DM us, comment on our our posts and whatnot. We want to get this conversation started, guys. Oh, yeah. Let me just say, if you are not following us on Instagram, at Let's Talk Pod, you are absolutely missing out. You are yes, a clown. a lot of time into like posting more content. I mean, you're not going to see it right away because we've been posting it on our story. So, you know, it goes away after 24 hours. Right. But, you know, we, we took a lot of time finding funny videos to respond to comments with. Yes. And honestly, <laughs> I, think, I think it was great. We, we had a great time interacting yeah. with people. Please follow us on Instagram at Let's Talk Pod. We'll be posting our top tens on there. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll post some other stuff on there. So, oh, yeah. go follow us. You it's don't want to miss it. Pod. It's great. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yep. Follow us on Twitter, too. Yes. Same handle, oh, yeah. at Let's Talk Pod. Yeah. We'll try to keep you updated with the latest as we get it. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else we wanted to cover? Oh, BYU, Notre Dame, Las Vegas, October. Yeah, that was yeah, announced today. That's going to be a lot of fun. That's Notre awesome. Dame finally Very exciting. Up and said, okay, we'll play you. <laughs> we'll play you, but we'll just we'll go to Vegas instead no. of going to <laughs> We agreed. We won't go to Provo. <laughs> They never heads. will. Notre Dame. Hey, Notre Dame. Schnobberies. That's why I audibled and took them out of my top 10 last second. They <laughs> suck. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. <laughs> Jared said that he like he refuses to put Notre Dame in his top 10. 
and I was instantly reminded of my hatred for Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate anybody that plays for Notre Dame football with the exception of Rudy. Mm, yep, we love Rudy. Yep. Yep. Classic. It's a good movie too, but... Great movie. John Favreau. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right, yeah, we're done. All right, everybody. Not Thank you give for Notre listening to this episode of Let's Talk. We had a lot of fun booling around with you guys. Oh, yeah. Like we said, please follow us on Instagram at Let's Talk Pod. Leave a rating, leave a review, share the episode with your friends if yeah. you enjoyed it. Yes. And we can't wait to bull with you some more on Thursday or on Friday, whenever it gets posted. Yeah! <laughs> Yeehaw! <laughs>